music. Hello and welcome to the Great Longboat Podcast. I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Today we feature the song Get Into Range from 2015's epic Kill the Music. First off, let me say, Happy New Year. Are we feeling that this year is going to be any better than 2020? Um, I hope it will turn out that way, but for right now we're stuck with the 2020 hangover. You know, we've just had our president do something incredibly stupid and criminal again in in pretty much out in the open because he's he's too stupid to know that it's against the law. I don't know. Uh, his enablers will make excuses for him. Uh, and, you know, and that is part of the degradation of democracy, yada, yada, yada. But I'm not here to talk about that. Anyhow... I hope you had a nice, quiet, and uh, COVID-free New Year's gathering. Um, my lovely wife and I, we just had drinks down the street uh, at, a, at a place that had seating out on the sidewalk and had heaters. Uh, we usually go to the Space Needle and watch it explode. Uh, last year, and I forgot all about this. I really did. Last year, they had... They called off the fireworks because of wind. Uh, there was no wind, but, um, you know, they they just had blinking lights on the Space Needle, which was super lame, but also not, not I would say you should expect that sort of uh, uh, lameness from this city from Seattle. Uh, yeah, they will, they will err on the side of, of being overly concerned citizens every single time. Uh, this time you got the virtual, uh, <laughs> virtual space needle and people uh, described it as a screensaver gone wild. And that's pretty much what it was. If you, you I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere, but I do have to say that the uh, three years ago, from uh, 2019 to no, no, 2018 to 2019, that was the last time that we had actual genuine fireworks on the Space Needle, and it was spectacular. And it it generally is. They do a really good job. It looks like the whole whole thing is blowing up or tr trying to make its way into space or something. But uh, yeah. Uh, this year, no crowds. I just, I just wanted to go down to the the Space Needle and just, uh, you know, have a smooch with the the lovely wife. But yeah, we decided to stay in. It was the the weather was not great, and of course, all throughout this weekend, it was raining torrentially. Uh, I was up at my parents' place. I was going to take down their Christmas lights because Christmas is over, and except if you're Orthodox, and, and then in in that case, uh, Christmas is approaching, and uh, you, you. But it was I was going to take the the lights down, but it was raining way too hard. So that's that's a task for next weekend. Anyhow, um, yeah. Uh, so twenty twenty one, it's here, and uh, like I said, I would love for it to be better than twenty twenty. It just when you think that things can't get worse they that 2020 story was just when you think think things can't get worse they do 
and they continue to get worse. And right now, you know, we are, the, the world is in, is in, in rough shape, but you know, we're, we're humans, we're resilient. Uh, I, I'm hoping that our, the American political system is also as resilient as we humans, or, you know, either that, or we'll just have, uh, people trying to govern and then people who are screaming conspiracy theories, um, uh, while clutching shotguns, which is, you know, that that's pretty much the the portrait of uh, 2021 and indeed the, the entire Trump presidency. And, you know, now that he's, he has less than three weeks left, um, you know, he's just going to try to do as much damage as possible. And that's, you know, th- th- this is not any, any um, thrilling insight on my part. It's just, it, it's just the guy. It's just the guy, and uh, we'll we'll see if he actually gets prosecuted for this this you know the the Georgia phone call uh, because that was that was I I did not think that anybody could make that same that same blunder twice. But obviously, uh, what we're dealing with here is someone who is. Uh, both detached from reality and very, very stupid, and also very desperate too, because yeah, the 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 charges are going to be raining down on him, and I I welcome them, because what you in if you don't discourage this kind of conduct, it will return again and again, and uh, I, I mean just ask the Germans, uh, just think. If there wasn't, if if there was no uh, Nuremberg Tribunal, do you think that the Nazi Party would have stayed down? No, the Nazis would be running in the next election, and they would probably have won. So, and and you know that that sort of that cleansing took a long time. I mean, I I think it's more like more. It's sort of around. 40 years, 40 plus years. I think it goes from the end of Second World War to the trial of Klaus Barbie. I, I don't I don't count the John Demjanjuk thing as as you know a a German uh, a sort of German Germany's reconciliation with the past. Yeah, no, that that's not that is weird uh, U.S immigration policies. I mean, here we here we're in the middle of uh at the end of an administration that was extremely anti-immigrant and it and the policy was run by one guy who was uh Stephen Miller who was presumably teased uh, um extensively in school and I don't know, maybe the people who who teased him were Latino. So, hey, you know, that's that's the price you pay for making fun of that guy. But uh, hopefully he won't be able to find a job and will be selling oranges by um, by the side of uh, freeway on ramp off ramp. Sorry, uh, <laughs> a freeway off ramp in the future. Anyhow, uh, I have a song for you today. Um, I I thought that this would be a, a radio friendly hit, and it's it's it is. It's a radio-friendly song. It just wasn't a hit. 
and I just I I every time I play it it makes me it makes me happy and it is just simply about all the all the radio stations that have up until that point up until 2015 when I recorded this that had had played my music and I I just went down a chart a report of what my radio promotion company planetary uh, for out of LA I recommend them if you want to do radio promotion radio promotion won't turn your music into hits that that, that just won't happen especially if you're an indie person but uh, without you know like label support and uh, an army of publicists and whatnot but it will get you played and at the time I I was thrilled with it. I was absolutely thrilled when I started up with my third album and and then I've been hiring them ever since. I I haven't uh, they they I don't radio promote my Seven Hills album. Uh, I how bums the two double albums that are the the existential spy yarns. I because there there's not enough music on it. There there are only, you know, four or five songs on a double album and, you know, I I would not I I, I wouldn't um plague a program director to listen to the whole thing and just to pick out a few a, a few tunes that might get played. It's just if I if I'm going to radio promote something, it's going to be all music. Well, let's put it like that. But yeah, this this by by the time this album came out, it was the sixth my sixth album uh, in 2015. I had done two albums before uh, the previous year, 2014, which was uh, Untitled Vanity Project and uh, Unobscure at Last. Uh, and and this was going to be the big album. This was going to be the big thesis statement. This album was about what the uh, what life is like in music for one from an individual perspective and you know i i i sort of cover the whole thing i i talk about songwriting i talk about you know perception uh per, perception of fame versus true talent i talk i i have the the song right before this is about uh software that uh, pitch correction software melodyne and it it just it goes on and on and on throughout everything even some you know personal reminiscences about my piano teacher who would never hesitate to tell me that i was her worst student and it was it came down to the fact that i never practiced until she put down some some very easy bach pieces in front of me and then i went home and memorized the entire book and then uh she didn't give me any more Bach uh, for some reason because that would be rewarding me for uh, all that practicing that I didn't do. Uh, I mean, I seriously, I, I memorized this whole book. I could probably sit down at the piano and play all those pieces still. And I learned them and she gave them to me when I was what, 10, 11. And yeah, so... You know, it's 
life is all about missed opportunities. I'm not saying that I ever would be a, have been a concert pianist, but I would, and you know, these days I'm a competent keyboard player, competent keyboard synthesizer player, just in the fact that I can, I can get what I want down on, um, you know, digitally. And all the stuff that you, all the solos that you hear, those are all me, uh, except if it's on guitar, uh, and uh, or you know some other some acoustic instrument. But if you're listening to an all electronic album of mine and it's and you hear a solo, that's me. And you know I have I have that facility. Uh, maybe it's a good good solo. Maybe it's not. I know that the in songwriting the the trend over the last fifteen years or so since since you know the 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 assembly line songwriters have taken over like uh, Dr. Luke and Max Martins and you know whoever else. I I, I don't know whether Chainsmokers are or they're just a duo, but the the tendency is to go away from having a uh, instrumental solo because that doesn't really that doesn't reinforce any of the hooks because you know this is the music these days is not is not based on uh, melody memorable melodies uh, chord progressions or anything like that it's just all hooks so and I mean that's that is the reality. I'm not saying it's good or bad. That is the way it is. Most of my stuff has is melodic, so it might sound a little bit out of place. I don't know. I don't really, uh, you know. I'm always thinking of new ways to push my music, new directions, and of course, this album was pushing music in all directions all the time, and this is. You know, this is the 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 poppiest thing I I could think of doing, and I like I said, I thought this would be something of a hit uh, once people heard it, and it it wasn't, it isn't. Uh, this album was, you know, I I don't know, I've sold very few copies of this album. It got it it got radio play, but it didn't get a lot because. I didn't realize that back then, if you give a program director a double album, they're just going to say, I'm not going to listen to this. And especially it's something with 49 tracks. And they're, they're, they're just going to say, oh, uh, no, no, that's not going to... I, 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 have, I have this album here with eight tracks on it and uh, this album here with nine tracks on it. I'm not listening to this, you know, if, maybe if I get some time, which I won't, I'll listen to it. So a uh, few few stations played it um and you know it 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 did not um <laughs> did not take its place in the american psyche uh, i i don't know what was big in 2015 because you know i don't really listen to pop radio um i do in, intermittently just to hear what the kids are doing uh but you know most of the time it's it's you know i i hear bad lyrics bad singing that are that's auto-tuned and uh, and just bad arrangements, and also sort of like bad production, like edits that are bad, like you know somebody's somebody's voice that is you know they they're clearly taking things from two takes, um, taking words which you can do and it happens all the time in, in digital recording, but 
they don't there there's there's no like artistry to it it's just it sounds like somebody has just put something in from another take and you know that's perfectly acceptable and then you know there's there are your your the guy people that you really don't want to listen to i mean in in, in my case is post malone just because uh, you know the the bad arrangements the bad lyrics it's a perfect storm and 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 uh uh that autotune whine of a voice that he's got and yeah and and the and the sort of weird uh nursery rhyme uh melodic release of his lines that's it's 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 weird it's it's like they're half the line is is just not not melodic at all it's like the same note and then at the end of it there's this sort of very weird um stepwise flourish which just show tells me that he wrote that on a keyboard <laughs> and that's and then he's just following his own keyboard track i mean hey you know you can i i write all my stuff as music first and then it i add lyrics to it and it is very sort of keyboardy that's why it's melodic and uh, unless i unless i sort of break that uh break that down some with some you know uh, syncopated uh pop funk whatever um it it generally tends to be pretty melodic and there's there's nothing wrong with that you it's it's your approach is is immaterial but at this point i've written enough music so that i can listen to other people's music and tell how they came about their tune and how how the tune was written and and for you know for post malone it's like uh tapping a melody out on the keyboard and then adding a really thin sounding drum, drum machine and uh putting in really repetitive lyrics and you know get some face tattoos and um then you're 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 famous and uh you know as as i have said in three or four years we'll we'll be going who who was that did we listen to that and i'm fully aware that this might be somebody's sound the his music might be part of somebody's soundtrack of of life soundtrack and um in in that case i just i totally pity them that's it, it's it's really too bad because there's there's much better music out there and um you know but you know at the end of the day he's the guy who sells out uh, huge venues he's the guy who is rich and famous and can actually doesn't have to worry about you know going back to work with all those face tattoos and you know which which to me just shows really bad judgment i don't know i mean maybe that's that's just the way of the future but but i don't know face tattoos is they, they they seem like once you've crossed that line you you can't really go back but I mean, I, I'm just speaking to you as someone with no tattoos. My lovely wife has one tattoo, and, and, and that's fine. 
but yeah, face tattoos, neck tattoos, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not on board with that. But if you have lots of face tattoos, neck tattoos, um, uh, more power to you, I guess. Um, I guess you got your reasons. But anyhow, let's let's play this tune because I I I, I didn't mean to you know to go on some post Malone rant, but you know, and and there will be others too, and I will probably just say pretty much the same thing, because you know, um, I I can't see myself changing my opinion because I I I, I don't think his music is going to improve. And uh, whereas, and and I don't think it's going to actually deviate from its course because I don't think he has the the requisite talent to actually do that. Although I I did get I did get into a fairly heated argument with um, uh, a member of my publicity team from the terrible uh, uh, agency that I was using last year, and he was talking about how Post Malone did a Nirvana concert. And he didn't, he actually sang and he didn't do that auto-tune malarkey that he usually does. And he sounded good. And I, you know, I have no, I, I have absolutely uh, no intention of, of watching that. But I say, good for him. And, and I also say that if you can sing, sing. If you can't sing, use auto-tune. And, you know, unless it's for an effect and which is which is what it is in what I use it for in the previous track here um called called melodyne that's you know I I use melodyne as an effect to illustrate what melodyne sounds like but that's not the song we're featuring this actually I I, I did melodyne a long time ago I think it was like the fourth podcast episode and uh yeah i i was very excited to present it but i'm even more excited to present this it's called get into range uh and we we have an all live band here on guitar we have a johnny sangster and darren lucas on keyboards dan walker bass keith lowe on drums mike musburger it was recorded and mixed by johnny sangster and mastered by the great Ed Brooks from Resonant Mastering. This was the first album that he he mastered, uh, the first album of mine that he mastered, and he's done 18 since then. So, no, 17, sorry, <laughs> 17. So, yeah, here you go, get into range. They play us in Blackwood, Wayne, and St. Cloud, and New Pulse, and Schnecksville, they turn us up loud. Hey, hey, hey. They're playing us from sea to sea, but we're still quite the men of mystery. In Homer, Boise, and East Stroudsburg, Bronxville, River Grove, but you haven't heard. Hey, hey, hey. They're airing us more near and far, but you can't hear us from where you are. What can I say about our stuff? Isn't hearing it now way more than enough? I'll leave it to you to decide, cause technically we're nationwide. East to west, north to south, that's what it's about. Oh, hello Corvallis and Kalamazoo, Bellingham, Frostburg and Glassboro too. They're all places you wanna be, and you should visit them personally. What kind 
Park Oshkosh, Bozeman and the other Newark hey, hey, hey. I don't have the time to explain man All you gotta do is get at the range Why won't you tune in and turn on Cause everything else is a certified yarn You'll find us all over the dial Right at home with less popular styles Polka tunes, marching band Klezmo folk jazz, yeah Virginia, Sioux City, Iowa, Millersville, Pennsylvania, Azusa, California, Rock Island, Illinois, Okay, it's great being on the radio. You'll find us wherever the water just low. This would be more interesting if anybody was listening. here is not to emphasize that I'm a small-time musician playing at small-time stations. It was actually, I actually kind of wanted to thank these guys for playing my stuff. Even though, of course, you know, Kill the Music did not work out very well. Um, There were other releases and a lot of these stations really came through for me. And I'm, I'm incredibly thankful to them for that uh, for, you know, giving me a place on their airwaves. And, uh, you know, this this album was a lot of fun to make. It was, I had actual two, actually two live bands, and then, then there was a lot of electronic stuff, and there was some live instrument add-ons to it. And, yeah, I had a rock band, and I had a jazz band, and they came in on separate days. And then, plus, I had a guy who... I went to high school with who played acoustic guitar and um and had um you know some solo piano stuff uh played by the the wonderful eric verlindy um and and so yeah um i i just i had i had such a it was such a i i would say high recording this 
because I felt like it was going to, uh, I thought that it was, it was kind of going to be my introduction into other things. And, and by, by other things, I say that, uh, you know, it would bring me a, a, a modicum of acclaim and it did not, but that, <laughs> but then is not forever. Um, I think, and this will sound delusional, but I think this is one of the best albums of the last decade of the teens. And, uh, and well, time will either, will either prove me, uh, prove me out or prove me a fool. Um, and along with all these other albums, I mean, all I can do is just make as much music as, as I possibly can. And, and, but also make it with as much care and craft as I possibly can. And that's, that's what I'm always trying to do. I, I just gotten done writing two albums and, uh, I have I have some you know a few more songs to write lyrics for, and that will all be done by February. But I've just sort of launched into song starts for another project that may be recorded before these albums, and uh, I'm very excited about it because uh, these song starts they just pop right out of nowhere, and I I get them down I get them in logic because this is going to be all electronic this this album the the two albums that i just finished are going to be all live all live uh, all live instruments and uh yeah uh very excited about that and this album is going to be all electronic and i am uh, sorting through some very very dank areas of my uh, of my uh, synth patches and it is things are coming out very very interesting and i am i'm i am going to be writing these song starts again this afternoon and usually i try not to spend any more than anywhere from a few minutes to no more than say half an hour on these things and then i save them and i forget them and then i come back to them in a anywhere from a few weeks to a few months and if there is something that pops out at me about them, then they get they get made into songs. And when um, my my goal is to write maybe five of these a day, but last year when I was doing when I was um, doing no not last year twenty nineteen uh, when I was uh, um, prepping for six albums i most of june was spent writing i don't know sometimes i would write 10 a day that was about my my max and the problem is is that it should not just be quantity you can you can you know if you're on a roll yeah uh, write as much as you possibly can if you're just picking all of these things that in and, and you know that when you that they're going to become songs, one right after the other, after the other, after the other, then fine, keep going. But if if it's just like, you know, you tap out a melody, okay, that's it. Oh, uh, yeah, here's a beat. That's it. No, no, no. It has to have some kind of, some kind of direction to it. Uh, it used to be that I would just write 
I would write a verse and a chorus or some kind of hook or some kind of chord progression that that would suggest a a song and or you know it more than one section and um that that worked that worked very well in fact a lot of the songs that i'm using for these two albums these two all live instrument albums are old they're you know i wrote a lot of them around 2012 2013 i just couldn't figure out how to use them there was it was once again the since the music comes before the the lyrics i couldn't get i couldn't really think of any lyrics to go along with them nothing that jumped out at me but i have a topic there is there is a difference between listening to something over and over again and not getting any words to it but and another thing by by saying this i can use this tune to express this thought this event and it works so much better if you approach it like that and you have you, you have all these sort of remnants from your earlier output and i am once again you know i'm just thrilled to be writing music and i'm looking so much looking forward to recording again um if i sell one cd if i sell 100 cds or 1000 cds that's fine this is this is what i this is why i make music is is there is always hope and there's always optimism when i'm writing when I'm writing music, but of course, my lovely wife will tell you that I'm I'm really quite a Debbie Downer a lot of times. When you know, I I just she she really likes my music, and she is not obligated to do so. She is, uh, and that that was not part of our wedding vows, and but she likes she, she likes my music. My songs get stuck in her head, and she tells me about it, and she's wonderful and sweet, and I. You know, but I always have some, you know, I can't take a compliment. So I always have something to say like, yeah, well, I made 23 albums and I've like sold about 23 albums, which is kind of close to reality, um, as ridiculous as that might sound. And, um, you know, that that is my to like total album sales there. Um, and, you know, you can you can blame it on on a variety of factors like I'm not on a label or I don't have a good publicist or you know or you could just say oh hey you're, you're, you're here's your problem your music isn't very good could you write better music do you, do you think you could do that so anyhow and you know I'm I'm always trying to write good music um but you know that's that's uh the, those those are, are certain factors and maybe I'm you know maybe there are thousands and thousands of other guys out there like me but I will say this that nobody writes that very few people write more music than I do and once again I I am saying that there I, I write a lot of music and I write a lot of music whose quality I I am just I am what am I trying to say? That I, I write with craft and quality. And 
and I do not. I know it's it's not output that is primarily my concern. In fact, having a large discography is kind of is a detriment to getting new fans. And but if you have no fans to begin with, or very few, I will say I have some, but I've I have very few, and the few the proud, and uh, but. If people see that, you know, you've got 20-some albums out, they are not going to know where to begin. So they're just going to go tap. Okay, yeah, that's that's all right. And tap. Uh, earlier album, later album. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, so I, I know what this longboat's all about. But anyhow, uh, yeah. So let's, let's start 2021 off with this tune. And I'll be back next week with with another longboat tune. I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm really thinking about it. There was one that I I totally forgot that I wrote uh, from 2016, and I think that I'm 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 going to feature that next next week. But uh, yeah, you'll just have to tune in and find out what it is. So anyhow, um, like I say, um about everything a longboat. If you don't like this tune, I have others. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye. <laughs>